figure I, I know where the movie is. You don't need to find it. Do you find it? Yeah, you said 2014. No, I didn't. I said 2009. You said 2009. I definitely said 2009. Yeah. Yeah. I can tell. Sorry. It's okay. We're recording, by the way. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, let's get going. We're playing it pretty loose today because not everyone's here. Yeah, we're missing at least one third of the group. Yeah. I Hello, everyone. Welcome to me, my parent, and Liam Neeson. <laughs> I where we watch Liam Neeson movies and we talk about how much peril he's in, which this one is not going to be a zero, thankfully. It's going to be close. Going to be close. Uh, I'm Daniel. I'm Patrick. Uh, normally there's more people here, but not today. Uh, today uh, I came home, I uh, felt lazy, looked on Amazon, see what was there, and I remembered this movie, After Life. Now, on a technicality, it's spelled after dot life. However, if you try and Google after.life, you go to the website after.life. So you can't do that. You have to search for after space life space movie. I searched for after without a space, afterlife. Afterlife, and you found it? And I did manage to find it. But yeah, it is kind of strange. There's a period there for some reason. Uh, This movie was uh, 2009. Wikipedia calls it a psychological horror thriller. Directed by someone who I could not pronounce their name if you paid me. <laughs> I apologize greatly to this person who is uh, Polish, Polish-American. Uh, she uh, had a film in 2004, 2003, 2004, a short film, Pate, at Sundance, and won several awards, uh, NYU's Wasserman Award, like, several film festival awards. Uh, special jury prize at the Atlanta Film Festival. Collaborated uh, with somebody in 2004. This was her first feature film. And in fact, according to IMDb, to date, her only feature film. She has made two films. Wow. Uh, people really liked her stuff, uh, though this movie was a little eh, yeah. which I'm not going to necessarily disagree with. Yeah. This movie, it was interesting. Anyways, I... People also in this movie. Uh, I'm going to slow roll it a little bit. Uh, Justin Long, who has been in a lot of things. Uh, I first remembered him being in the movie Accepted, which is a movie where kids start their own high school. Yeah. Uh, South Harmon Institute of Technology. For those of you paying attention. I think they start their own college, actually. College, sorry. Yes. In any case, those of you paying attention will notice that, that the acronym spells shit. Uh, it was very funny. I uh, he's in Galaxy Quest. Yeah, I can't he's, remember. He's the like random nerdy kid that is at the. Oh yes, sci-fi that's guy. right. Yeah, that's right. I uh, he was in Live Free or Die Hard, the fourth Die Hard movie. Yeah. He's the I uh, hacker nerd that can stop them hacking everything by hacking them back. I uh, he's been in a lot of things. I. Uh, he always tends to play kind of the same character, where he's a little nerdy and kind of bumbling. This one, he has a little more to him than that, but he's still kind of a little nerdy and kind of bumbling. A little. So, you know, doing what he knows. Uh, also in this film uh, is an actor by the name of Chandler Canterbury. Uh, he is the child in this film. His first acting role was on an episode of Criminal Minds... When he was nine, he also appeared in a couple of things before this, including 
the two places where I recognized him. Well, no, one of them uh, was after this, but in any case, uh, he was on an episode of Fringe, the TV show. Okay. Uh, which I kind of like because that's a very nice sci-fi show where he plays a an autistic child that hears the melody of the songs of the parallel universes, and he's kind of mute and creepy about it. And It'd be a hard thing to play as a yeah. nine-year-old or whatever. Uh, and he was in the movie Knowing with Nicolas Cage, which oh. I remember for being awful. But in that movie, he plays... A creepy oh, kid. Right. He's one of the writers. A creepy kid who's writing and hears the song of the songs of the universe. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> this Familiar. kid plays very well a kind of off-putting, spooky kid. Not in the full like I uh, I don't know any of the good like old like scary movie tropes like the two girls in the hall. Yeah, that yeah. one. I don't yeah. know what movie that's actually from. But he's not... The Shining. Thank you. I've never actually seen The Shining. Oh, my. Liam Neeson's not in it. I don't have to. That's true. You I... have to watch that. Anyways, he's not quite there where it's like, all right, this is like, you're obviously creepy. This is the slightly unsettling kid that, you know, will tell you that, you know, tell you something really creepy and then walk away like it's perfectly normal. Yeah. So, that's interesting. And he plays that character in this movie. He played very unemotionally in yes, this movie. Yes, he did. Uh, and we've been slow rolling to the main actress of this film, Christina Ricci. Uh, now, I, IMDb has her, like, known for things and lists that she was in the Casper movie in 1995, but doesn't list the things that we were looking for because we were watching this movie and the two of us independently agreed she had a very Wednesday Adams look to her. <laughs> and... I was thinking, well, let me go look up her IMDb, and it wasn't in her, like, best known for it. And I thought, well, if she was Wednesday Adams, it would be something she would be known for. So clearly that can't be it. And so I'm scrolling through, and I'm scrolling through, and I have to get down to the early 90s for us to get to Adams Family Values and the Adams Family movie. And they're, they're, lo and behold. Lo and behold. Wednesday. She was Wednesday Adams. And I wonder if that's why she got this part. It would not surprise me. She started out looking um, very unusual. Like, she started out in the movie looking very much like Wednesday Adams. Yeah. And there was one particular scene where she's... Spoilers. Dead. Maybe. That might not be actually be a spoiler. Uh, and she had, like, the hair back and the serious face. And it was like, yeah. oh, okay. No, yeah. it's her. Yeah. Uh, but there's not a whole lot of people in this movie. That's true. I flipped through Fairly a couple limited. of the other ones. There is uh, the uh, Mrs. Whitetail, uh, the old la- one of the old ladies that she runs into. Yeah, was in To Kill a Mockingbird. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. I uh, so you know that's interesting. But this wasn't like a good collection of you know, like side big name actors. They got the few that they got, and that was about it. Which is fine, because it was kind of more of an independent film. Yeah. So, you get who you can get. And, uh, at the time, uh, I mean, Liam Neeson still is commanding a pretty... Uh, 2009, he'd still be commanding a pretty good uh, price tag. And Justin Long, when did he do stuff... Oh, yeah, he was in Die Hard two years before. So he was probably commanding a pretty I good price tag. I was thinking that was about the right timing. Yeah. Uh, in any case, uh, we can probably talk some about this because 
honestly, everything, anything we say is still not going to be spoilers because this movie is very veiled as to what is actually going on. Yeah. It leaves you, the, the uh, not to put a damper on things, but it leaves you hanging in a way. And it doesn't get resolved at the end. Yeah. Necessarily. Necessarily. There's strong implications. Uh, it's not quite to the full ambiguous level of Inception. And I know that using Inception as an example of an ambiguous ending is old and tired, but it's really well done and it's a good example. This one leans heavily on this, what is happening. This one is not as obvious. Not as obvious. An unresolved ending. Yeah, but there's definitely part of it we're not sure about. Uh, so, uh, poor Christina Ricci and her boyfriend Justin Long are not... Ha- they don't have the best relationship, if we can put it bluntly. They have a relationship, but... They do. It doesn't seem to be smooth and uneventful from the standpoint of they apparently argue considerably. Yeah. And after a significant argument, she goes driving upset. Had a little bit of wine, not enough to impair her necessarily, but she's mostly just upset. Yeah. Driving and, in the dark in the rain. Yep. And yeah. uh, being compared to her mother, which she doesn't appreciate, and later we find out is, I wouldn't appreciate it either uh, if I had her for her mother. Uh, and she gets into a car accident. And as you do with car accidents in movies, uh, you either become Doctor Strange or you die. And she is not Benedict Cumberbatch. Yeah. So she has to take she, option B. Yeah. Uh, and we've seen uh, our oh our zero to Neeson. Man, we better cover that. It was zero. Uh, literally the first thing we see in the film. There's yeah. before the credits. Yeah. Uh, he's there and he's taking a picture. With an old school camera, very old school, uh, pre-Polaroid, pre-lots of things, of someone, and uh, it's heavily implied that he has prepared them for burial. And later we see that, yes, that's his job. He per- He's a mortician. Uh, funeral home director. Like, he does all of this stuff. He probably does too much stuff. We should call up the Sandbergs and see if they do all this stuff. Uh, yeah, I really don't know. You know, I'm going to step back just a little bit. Because okay. you know how we always like to talk about who's in this movie? Yeah, who else was in this movie? I found one that I was curious about. Okay, which one? Alice Drummond. Uh... Your mother would appreciate this. She would. Because Alice Drummond played the librarian in Ghostbusters. Ah. The, the librarian that sees the ghost and then they question her. Yeah. Are you menstruating right now? <laughs> yeah, no, that sounds like something. Yeah, okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. I know, it's a Bill Murray line. What can yeah. I say? So. But she was one of the old people, apparently. Yeah. Since she was pretty old. Yeah. Uh, so, Christina Ricci is dead, and Liam Neeson begins, you know, doing mortician things. And then she wakes up and is like... Talking to him. Hey, what's up? Why are you doing this? And he goes, you're dead. It's fine. And what precedes that, what happens after that is extremely not clear whether or not she's dead. And if my initial theory is that, was that she is dead, but her soul is in his head and he's talking to her as she's passing on. It's never clear 100% what is actually happening. I have my own theory. Yeah. 
Especially because of how the movie ends. Yeah. And um, my theory is that she really wasn't dead. The doctor was, who's not really, well, I don't know, you would be a doctor, wouldn't you? You wouldn't, I don't think you necessarily have to be a a mortician. Is a a, a, um, coroners, I think, have to, but like, yeah. yeah. Morticians, I don't know, it's complicated. Yeah, and at any rate, um, I, I think he was playing games. That's how the that's movie started it, to turn. That's how it turned. Yeah. yeah. And again, since we never had full interaction between anyone presumed dead and a normal person, we don't know, we can't know that for sure. There was never any proof that she was alive. It was just highly implied that he's some kind of whack job. Yeah, throughout the movie. Yeah. He's uh, he's very friendly to people. He seems very professional. He would. It's very you know? easy for you to, even at the start when he seems normal, it's very easy for you to, to believe that his character is some kind of high-functioning sociopath. Yeah, yeah. If you watch Criminal Minds, where this kid came from, or uh, shows like that, where you have... You know, the Manson-style characters that can charm your pants off and then go out and serial kill people. He played it well. Yeah. And very bold about it if it turns out he wasn't killing people. Or yeah. it turns out she wasn't dead. Because there are points where everything could have gone bad. And he just... He was very aggressive with yeah. what he was doing. And it worked, apparently. Um... There was a lovely rotary telephone that mom would have appreciated. Yeah. Uh, that was in the uh, room of plot progression, which <laughs> is a room... I've, I've complained about things before. Uh, something that I've heard in regard to bad video games is... I love going playing video games by someone that's never been inside a room. <laughs> because... This will happen a lot in bad video games. Good video games do it better, but what happens is, okay, I want you to close your eyes and imagine what needs to be in a room. Yeah. And you're like, okay, well, maybe there's a bookshelf, there's a chair or two, and... I mean, those are important things to have in a room. Okay, cool, we put them in the room. If you would step inside of a room and all that was in there was an empty bookshelf and two chairs, it would feel weird. Yeah. It would feel like it was empty, despite the fact that things were in it. Because... There's not enough things. There's not the little details that make a room good. And so at some one point in this movie, she goes into a room, and it took me a while to notice that in this room was a bookshelf way off to the side. This is a big room. A small table. We're talking... Two feet square or two smaller. Two feet square and, and low to the ground. This is yeah. low for a coffee table with a rotary telephone on it, a functional rotary telephone, and off in the corner, something covered up with a blanket, which turned out to be a mirror, which turned out to help out with the plot progression. There's nothing in this room. Yeah. This room exists to drive the plot, and that is yeah. it. They put in what is needed for the plot, and then they were done. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, that was weird. There, brr, I don't know what to say about this movie, because it's just... It was weird. Yeah, you could not in a bad way. Well, what what if you if you sort of try to follow the plot and you try and figure out what's going on, it does keep you going trying to figure out what's going on right yeah. to the very end. Yeah, and you at the end 
you get to credits and you say, wait a minute, what's going on? And you go, I think I know what happened. It definitely leaves you hanging. There were portions of the movie, small scene bits, that several times I thought, why did they bother to put that in there? It just... Yeah. It was it was not meaningful to the plot. It was it was quirky stuff. Now now I was thinking about in particular, right at the very beginning, she has a, a circumstance where she has, gets a bloody nose. Yeah. Why? Yeah. There's to, no to no show, evidence to that show that, that she is vulnerable and a real person. So there's there there was yeah. no purpose to that except that it happened. Yeah. Right? But for the whole rest of the plot, nothing. There was that scene where she was in her schoolroom and walking out of the schoolroom and the lights in the hallway are turning off behind her. It's because it's a... What's hor- that about? It's because it's a horror movie, Dad. I know. That's how horror movie I know, but you work. think... Come on. It, at least there should be something in the background that, that you know, recalls that yeah. later on that there's some kind of freaky thing. Yes. No, it just happened. Yeah. And then it's done. Yeah. <laughs> because it's a scary movie, and that's what happens in scary movies. We've got we've got our horror movie bingo card, yeah, and we're going to get a you bingo. Got that one. What was the other one that I saw? Well, there was that lovely scene you were talking about with the room full of nothing except plot devices. It was great. Captain um, Captain Exposition was also great. Captain Exposition. Because uh, there's three police. Well, there's the one guy that tells him, you know, come back later, but he's not important. There's a scene with three police officers, one of which is being the captain and he's being serious and he's making a lot of sense. Yes. There's one, the guy in the corner who is a creep and we know this for a fact because we saw him do it on screen. There's another scene that you just kind of go, what? It That had to be in there for him, for there to be proof that she was dead in that scene. She wasn't dead. Well, dead. We're, I've put finger quotes around the word dead now. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but he did it in a way that was... Weird and not necessary. Uh, and then there was Captain Exposition, who just helpfully offered to explain to you something that you would have to search on Wikipedia for to understand. Yeah. Which is, I guess, fine, but it's that was really just out of nowhere. This guy's just like, hey, did you know that there are chemicals that can make a body be paralyzed? It's true. And everyone goes, shut up, Frank. But, of course, it was important. And, but, of course, it was true. It was important to the plot. Yeah. Of course. It was very weird. A little bits of knowledge that random police officer has. I guess. Because he needed it for yeah. the plot. I, my thing that I thought was weird and just why was... Why was she naked for, like, the last third of the movie? Or mostly naked. No, no, no. At the end there. Because... Until he put her dress back on. Put her, put her dress back on. But there was an extended period yeah. where he had someone that we were beginning to believe, still not sure if he's dead or not, just has a naked girl. And she makes no attempt to put clothes on. And he doesn't clothe her. She didn't have any clothes. No, because he cut her clothes off. But she, like, <laughs> she, she did not make an attempt to cover up. Yeah. It was very odd and yeah. seemed like... I don't know, like, at least one person, you know, that was part of this filmmaking really wanted that. Maybe that was another thing on the on the horror movie bingo card. A naked woman? Oh, I'm almost certainly. Yeah. Hold on, let me see if there's a horror movie bingo card. <laughs> there, there has to be one. There probably is a horror movie bingo horror card. Horror movie There weren't any um, notable uh, following camera scenes, 
So that's that's usually on a horror movie bingo card. Ah, there is more than one. Uh, <laughs> let's see here. The Dating Divas Scary Movie Bingo Game. Uh, printable downloads? Oh, let's Seriously. Alright, so the ones I can see here, because uh, some of it's covered up. Scary Forest. We had that. Uh, I'll Be Right Back. Or uh, I'll Be Back. Yeah, sort of. Uh, that one's yeah. covered up. Discovery of Historic Death in the Same Place. <laughs> Killer Stares into Camera. Look Behind You. Lights Flicker or Go Off. We see, we got that one. We got that one. Bright Blinding Lights or Headlights. Oh, yeah, got that we got one. that one. Uh, see Killer's Shadow. Eh, don't know about that one. Not necessarily. Car Breaks Down. Eh. Not really. No One Believes Victim. Yeah. Yeah. Wrongly Accused Killer. Yeah. Rain or Thunderstorm. Yeah. Murder, Muddy or Bloody Footprints. Yeah, oh yeah. well. There was something like that in there. <laughs> oh good, I'm glad we got this. We got bingo. <laughs> Alright, bingo. We, we basically have a bingo. Okay, good. <laughs> got that check, check. Uh, we probably need to at least talk about a little bit of apparel because there's not much, but it's there. Yeah. yeah. There's pointy bits. I, uh, which is something that helps over the whole sociopath thing. Good job there. And Justin Long is not happy with him. No. But there's not is much. Is he physically threatened? He is. At, he is at the end. Yeah. Just He's a little. He's put up against a wall. Yeah. Like this is a one. He's asking for it. This is a one. I'm thinking, just because it's there. Yeah. But it's not more than a one. No. I. Uh, <clears throat> and then he starts making a new serial killer out of the kid. Spoilers. Yeah. And it's real weird. And... Well, we think he's a serial killer. We're fairly... I'm, I'm <clears throat> fairly confident that that is what they want us to take away from this. I think so, because of the the wall. Yeah. The wall of fame. Which is also weird. Which is very weird. But he... he the, the interesting thing is he sort of creeps you out right at the very beginning of the movie. Yeah. They definitely don't start the film with him trustworthy. Because he's doing a picture of this dead person right at the very beginning, and it, it's just sort of creepy. Yeah. It's like, what are you doing? Yep. And then and then it goes on to be creepy from there. Yeah. So. Uh, I will say that uh, as a teacher, uh, the scene where the very, very stressed person backhands a kid across the face, I tried not to feel a little bit of catharsis for that moment, because that's bad and I shouldn't feel like that. However... I'm just going to leave it there. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, the kid was not misbehaving to the degree that he, the kid such was, a thing would be. No, no, no. The kid did not deserve it. And no. Justin Long should no. not have been in that position because right. they don't just let randos however, into the school. However, it was a situation where Justin Long's um, emotional stress was getting the best of him. Yes. And um, that was made clear through his actions. Yes. So it was kind of like... Yeah, he was kind of pushed over the edge. But. Mm -hmm. In any case, uh, movie's interesting. Uh, we have Amazon Prime, and it was free with ads, which is weird. And the ads were really poorly placed, but uh, what yeah, else they, is new? They put uh, those ads almost in good commercial break spots, almost. Almost. But, eh, whatever. If you have Amazon Prime, or maybe if you just have Amazon, I guess maybe you could watch this for free. Yeah. Eh. Yeah. Uh, don't watch it with your kids, because it's oh, weird yeah. and there's naked lady bits. But, uh, eh? Yeah, I would say, um, uh, Carrie, when you get to listening to this podcast, because you will, probably, because you didn't partake, 
Um, you should be glad you didn't watch this movie. I don't think you would have liked it. No, you wouldn't. You would have needed some uh, self-medicating, I think. Yeah. And then uh, Liam Neeson's going to follow you in his van. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. Uh, okay, bye. Bye.